Welcome everybody to Mitchell Main's podcast. This podcast takes you inside on what Main Street organizations do, and we also interview other Ohio Main Street directors and nonprofits to give you the insight on their jobs and what they will be doing in 2021. We hope you enjoy the ride, so stroll on down Main Street of Van Wert, and we can't wait for you to listen to us. Thanks. Hello, everybody. This is Mitch Price and Mitch on Main, Episode 5. Excited to talk to, uh, we have a great guest today. Um, excited to hear what's going on in her community. Uh, what's going on in, in Van Wert is obviously spring is here. We're excited to be 66 degrees today and excited to be outside. So make sure you stroll downtown and, and just listen to the great music and go visit all the downtown businesses and get ready for Hidden Spaces, our, our May 7th event. So well, let's get right to our first first guest today, Amy Reinhardt. Um, how you doing, Amy? Very good. Thanks for having me, Mitch. Yes, thanks for being on. Amy um, is one of the hardest working uh, Main Street directors and just directors that um, that I know. And she took me under her wing when I first got this job, uh, coming up on three years ago, which seems like a forever. But um, and she's a great friend of mine and always there when I need a. Um, or when I need her, text her. She always answers my text, so I really appreciate that. And uh, so let's talk about, yeah, what's your title and what's going on in your community? Okay, so I am the director of downtown revitalization here in Tiffin, Ohio. Um, it is a Main Street program, and I actually work for the Tiffin Seneca Economic Partnership. So uh, just quickly, a few things that we have going on. We're currently working on putting together on arts policy. Um, so, uh, we have our first community development, uh, group that has started here in Tiffin and we had a number of projects come in and several of them were art related. So we are working together, uh, to put, to put together some sort of an arts policy and arts commission and get some guidelines in place so that, uh, we can help vet through those projects as they're coming in. But we had a great announcement of our second nano brewery here just this past week that will be opening up downtown and a new boutique was announced last week. But nice. as you mentioned, the weather being very good, we're so excited uh, that our Dora is in place and we will uh, start seeing people outside again, enjoying the beautiful weather, having a meal with their families. Um, wow. And our chocolate walk is getting ready to come up here at the beginning of May. Awesome, man. You got a lot going on that brewery i'm so jealous that you're having an, a second brewery and it's always great to have new boutiques and retail open up in your downtown so well speaking of dora so um for those that don't know what dora is it's a designated outdoor refreshment area uh van wert we are trying to uh implement in van wert and so you guys have it correct we do Yep. We put our door in place initially this past summer. It took effect as of July. Um, it was a temporary Dora actually to get us through the remainder of 2020 and help out our small businesses that uh, were struggling with the shutdown and to make sure that they were going to still be around uh, for us in the coming years. Yeah, for sure. So, so Amy, explain in your words, what Dora is, um, 
you know, it's, it's pretty new, obviously it's been around, I believe since 2017. Um, and it's grown the last, you know, three or four years and especially last year with COVID. So just explain to our audience, like what you can do and what, what really it is and what it benefits. Sure. So, um, for us, you know, we, we, attempted to, to try out the Dora last year and then did put a permanent door in place here moving into 2021. So um, the Dora itself is a designated district that is a contiguous space uh, within a downtown or an area that has liquor licensed establishments. Um, for us, putting the door in place, uh, not only to help our small businesses, but it's also in place because uh, we have very narrow sidewalks and the businesses do not have the area that they can rope off to put outdoor seating. Uh, so this allows them to be able to sell a beverage and allow people to sit outside small bistro tables or in small areas um, where we can fit a picnic table. So again, it creates a nice atmosphere in the downtown, but it also allows families to have a meal, sit outside, and if you wanted to have a beer with your pizza, you could. Um, the Dora itself um, can be set up in multiple different ways with different hours, different times, different days of the week. Our particular Dora is set up from um, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., seven days a week. This allows our downtown establishments who were asking to make an investment in our community with the small bistro tables and other items that they're purchasing to have both a lunch and dinner crowd uh, so that their investment then is worth their time. That's great. I mean, I, we, um, yeah, so we, I have the process started at uh, city council. I go, actually, I go tonight and present it again. So we're waiting on the community to uh, voice their opinion and, We've had nothing but positive from our downtown businesses. Um, you know, we have five establishments that would be selling the Dora Cup. How many establishments, I guess, do you guys have? And, and how big is your map, roughly? So um, we have 17 liquor licensed establishments within our Dora district. Our Dora is just a touch bigger than our immediate downtown footprint. Um, our downtown is about eight blocks long, about one block wide. It gets a little bit wider um, at the core. And then we we are actually bordered by a, uh, the river yep. <laughs> on the two sides, but we do cross the river to include a three establishments just north of the river. But again, it's a contiguous space. Correct. Like what's the feedback been like from the a, from the ones that are selling it, and B, from the community? So um, there was a lot of community support. Um, you always have some opposition when you're talking about some sort of a, um, a liquor district, uh, yep. but we have had an incredible amount of community support, and the businesses are seeing a significant increase in sales. Um, again, you know, initially implemented this to assist them during the shutdown. Um, and at the time, you know, this allowed them with the, the reduced seating capacity that they have to have people sit outside while they're waiting and have a beer or take a drink with them after their meal. Um, you know, you've got people waiting now because there just isn't the space inside that there normally would be. Um, so we're, we're seeing an increase, especially Fridays and Saturdays. Um, increase in sales on the weekends um, just because people want to enjoy the nice weather. Correct. Yeah. I would assume it's going to get, even when the weather breaks, it's going to get 
even busier. That that's our aspect of it. Like I don't think just because the businesses haven't closed doesn't mean they're not hurting. And I think you know sometimes people get in there. Well, you know, they're all the businesses didn't go anywhere. They didn't close, so they must be doing okay through COVID. Well, yes and no, but they still got to recruit some of that income. And it this is our thing on it. Like if if we can get back to where they were before COVID and put something in place where we can have more foot traffic, have more sales, not only for the ones serving it, but for the people coming in. I, I think that's a plus. And I'm sure you've seen that too, or heard that from the business owners. I'm sure they've said, thanks for doing this. This has really saved us, um, you know, saved us a lot of sales. Have they said anything or? Well, so, so first I will say is you're absolutely correct about the businesses, you know, especially first quarter of the year, which we are in the middle of. I know a lot of people do a push for sales and go out to eat. They're doing a lot of things around the holidays and come early in the new year, everything slows down. So you're definitely not out of the woods with your small businesses. This is a really crucial time to make sure that we're supporting them. Um, You know, you got to get out there. You got to continue to shop small. You've got to continue to eat at your local restaurants. Uh, But the door is one way to help. And yes, they are very, very pleased with the outcome of the Dora. Um, We, we, of our 17 businesses, a number of them are restaurants, uh, but we have a handful of service clubs as well. So the American Legion and the Elks, um, Knights of Columbus, they're not seeing the same result um, as the... um, the bars and the restaurants are seeing Um, because they're a service club, they can only sell to members. So that certainly impacts their sales and being that it has been very, very cold recently. um, They were not seeing the same results, but yes, our businesses were saying to us things like, you know, we do have the reduction in seating, which has caused a reduction in our income. Obviously Um, the door is beginning to make up some of that that revenue that is not realized that we would normally be seeing. This is helping to save us. So these are definitely positive results that we're seeing from having the door in place. And another thing I will say, there are several caveats to this too as well. So there have been zero incidents. There have been no complaints, no problems. When we first started taking a look at this, Dora, you know, this was years ago, there were only 10 or 11 different uh, communities in Ohio at the time that had a door in place. Now we're well over 30. Um, but at the time, our police chief was concerned. So the first thing he did was get on the phone and call all of those communities. And he came back with a report to city council. He goes, you know, I'm reluctant to say this, but I called every single one of those communities and none of them had any problems to speak of. So that's that's the one thing I will say, you know, a lot of communities are very concerned on the front end. Um, Oh, we're going to have to put in a lot of police patrol. We're going to have to do overtime and extra hours. That's not actually the case or it hasn't been thus far in the communities. If you talk to them, Um, we have had no incidents and our police department have been pleased. There have been no need for extra patrols or anything. Um, I know the misnomer with the Dora is that it's going to be some sort of Mardi Gras or party in the streets, Um, but it it really isn't. This is meant for your sidewalks or events. Um, You can, for us, we've allowed um, non-liquor licensed establishments to have a beverage go in if they so choose, if those businesses are open to that. And so you can go into our bourbon bar, for example, and get 
a beer if you like, and then go into one of our boutiques and go shopping. That is absolutely allowed and, and it does create more of a sense of community. Now, again, it tends to be more of people sitting outside and enjoying the beautiful atmosphere, but it does help all of the businesses. When you increase the foot traffic downtown because you have the door in place, you've increased foot traffic period. People become aware of all of the businesses that you have downtown, all of the food establishments, all of your restaurants, retail, and they they then, with that awareness, come back. They're now shopping downtown. They're spending more money. They're investing in your community, which is an economic boost. So this is a very valuable tool to have. Wow, that's great. Those are those are, um, that's a powerful statement right there. And it's, it's great to hear that because the research that I've done, um, and I didn't know a lot of this, you know, six months ago, but, you know, they, they, they put this in with a lot of rules and regulation. So they, they don't want there to be yeah. incidents, you know, the, the state is, I'm, I'm talking about the Dora. So it's set up pretty nicely where, you know, it'd have to take something pretty bad to happen or you not putting the signs up, you know what I mean? So like for this to, you know, for this to be a Mardi Gras, it's not going to be that it's, it's social. It's part of the atmosphere. It's just Correct. a part of the next step we have. We've had F1 and F2 permits for our events for now five years. And Adam Reese, the prior, um, the director for me did yep. a great job of getting that you know, in, and he took a lot of heat and, you know, people thought, oh, you can't have alcohol at events. And we have had zero arrest in five years, uh, you know, knock on wood. So this is just the next step of forward thinking. Um, I feel very confident that it, we will get it in place, but it, it's just nice to hear Amy talk about it because we have five establishments. She has 17 establishments. And it, from what I'm gathering from this conversation, this podcast is, there hasn't been any incidents and she's probably going to see it pick up here in the next couple of weeks of when the weather breaks and the weekends and, and stuff like that. So what, how big are your cups? Like what size? Cause it is a special cup that you have to use. What's the ounces. Do you, do you know that? And are there any yep. tips there? Or? So we went with a 16 ounce cup. Um, you know, whatever size cup you have, you can't quite fill it all the way to the brim. Um, so you wanted to be able to fit more than 12, <laughs> Yeah, for but sure. yeah, that's a standard size cup. Okay. Yeah. And, so and yeah, said... they have to be clear and they have to have yep. information on them. There's yep. very specific regulations for the state on what needs to be on the cups, but something Eat. just to go back to what you were saying about safety and non-Mardi Gras. Um, one other thing that's really important to note is that the liquor license establishments are going to protect themselves. They don't want to lose their liquor license. So that's another right. level of protection that you have in place. Um, right. They're obviously already not going to sell to somebody that's visibly intoxicated. They're already not going to sell yep. multiple beverages at a time. They're not going to risk losing their liquor license over this. Yep. Yep. What this does right now, their footprint of their building is where their, their license ends. This allows them to sell a beverage within that license area but take it beyond the border. So yeah. again, that's that's what the benefit is here. Correct. So, and then when you said you can take it in and out, like you know, if you, you put can't a red stick or into a liquor license establishment, but you can take it to other establishments. Correct. Like if you want to, if you if you can, you know, if it has a red sticker, then you don't take it in. If it's a green sticker, then you take it in. Like I said, there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff in place where it's 
it's a pretty significant thing that they put in place. So, you know, the liquor license don't lose them and the police don't have to do any extra work. Any other comments on Dora that you can think of or, um, you know, you're coming up on a year. Um, you know, obviously you guys did a temporary one and now it's locked in. How long did you guys lock it in for? Yep. You know, I think there was a lot of benefits from us doing our temporary one first. Um, I, I know that's not traditionally how it's done, but ours was again, put in place for the 2020 year yep. um, to help our businesses. But what came from that actually was that we kind of had a trial run and, and that was kind of nice because when we came back, um, we, we actually have seven churches in our downtown and wow. we had two of the churches come back and say, you know, we don't inherently have a problem with the Dora. However, um, we do do AA meetings. If you could just exclude our property. So again, it gave us an opportunity with that trial run to make a couple of edits. The other thing we did was our justice center. They, um, they also have a program that they do for people with dependency issues. Um, so during the day, Monday through Friday from eight to five, you can't have a Dora drink there, but anytime evenings and weekends, it's okay. totally acceptable. Wow, so a few tweaks and adjustments needed to be made. Um, but for the most part, you know, what we put in place, we, we made sure we did our due diligence on the front end. We did our community survey. We talked with city council. We talked with our county commissioners. You know, we, we worked with our community. We talked with our downtown businesses. We talked with our downtown liquor license establishments. We made sure going into this, that this was acceptable and this yeah. was going to be beneficial. And, um, you know, there's no guarantee until something's in place, but yeah. doing your due diligence on the front end makes a lot of difference in success. That's a, that, I mean, that's a, the key note when you, you know, we, we have a, we have a, you know, a couple of churches that, you know, we, we will adjust it. I mean, not, you know, we put a map out there, you know, we're not saying that this is how it has to be. We, we want to work with everybody. But we also think like, you know, that ours is 22 acres. It's not all, it's not our whole downtown. It's, it's, you know, we're, we're getting ready to have a big renovation so we can add to it as we go. But we feel like our map and we feel like our map's pretty good. So, but if council needs adjusted or whatever, we're open to that too. We just feel like this is just the next step. Like, you know, like we want to, we want people to stay here. We want people to, we want more foot traffic. We just put an awesome new speaker system in. You know, I think our events are going to come back to life. So we just want to take full advantage of what we got. And that's just the next step from all the communities that I've talked to. Everybody loves it. And there's been no problem. And um, like you said, I think some of them do trial runs. Some of them don't. And more probably most likely you probably do a trial year run and then do some reports and then hopefully lock it in. And hopefully we have it forever. So. That's great. So Amy, thanks for the knowledge on Dora. Cause I always go to her. Um, she did a great presentation that she let me look at and uh, really appreciate your information on that. And so we are going to go rapid fire questions. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? All right, go for it. All right. So who is your favorite superhero? Hmm. Wonder woman. Wonder Woman, great. What would you choose to be your superpower if you could choose one? Oh, I would fly. You would fly. Why would you fly? Just curious. 
Oh, can you imagine the freedom? <laughs> just being able to to fly, to see everything from up above. I don't know. It just sounds great. It sounds That's peaceful. Cool. Awesome. Favorite movie. What's your favorite movie? Um, favorite movie. I'd go with one of the Avenger movies. Okay. Uh, like the end game one, the last one, or no, or I think the first one. First, oh, good one. First one. First they're one. all they're all good in my eyes. So strangest thing you have ever eaten before. I can tell you the grossest thing. Sure. We'll take that. <laughs> my we'll take dad that. loves my dad loves these enormous green olives that are stuffed with blue cheese and marinated. They are the nastiest things I've ever tasted in my life. Doesn't sound very good. <laughs> okay, this is a this is a toughie. Describe yourself it's in three words. Oh, dedicated, hardworking, driven. Yes, and I would times those by ten on each of those. So for you, so what would you do with your fifteen minutes of fame? What's that? What would you do with your fifteen minutes of fame? 15 minutes of fame. That's a Thank God. What's that? Did you hear me? No. What'd you say? I said I would thank God for everything that, that I have. There you go. That's a great one. Thank him for me, too. <laughs> How many keys do you have on your keychain? Two. Two. What your house and your car? Is that right? Car and office. Okay. <laughs> oh. If you could pick three people to have dinner with, who would they be? They can be dead or alive too. Three people to have dinner with. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hmm. Got two more. Anybody? Anybody, anybody, past, present. Donald Trump. Okay. And one Chris more. Chris Evans. Okay. Wow, that's quite the pair. That's good. If you could they choose. They don't have to be all at the same time, right? <laughs> no, they're going to be all at the table with you. That's funny. If you, if you could only choose one color to wear for the rest of your life, what would it be? One color. Mm, blue. Blue. Okay, this is the last one. This is kind of the toughest one, I feel. If you, if you owned a yacht, a big boat, what would you call it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Freedom. Freedom. I love it. Awesome. Pick me up on that yacht, would you, Amy? Is that? <laughs> well, hey, you did it. And rapid fire questions. Give yourself a pat on the back. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you are super busy. And uh, Van Wert really appreciates your, you know, your friendship towards me and our Main Street. So keep being a rock star. And uh, thanks for being on, on episode five on Mitch on Main. Appreciate having me. Thank you.